I have a story for you because I want to talk about why sex belongs in marriage. And I want to talk about some of the science of that here on Trending during our marriage hour. Because there are so many people who have no idea the chemical complementarity that's taking place to bond and connect two human beings in an incredible way. But first, let me tell you a story. While I've worked with girls in crisis pregnancies, situations, you wouldn't believe how many women have refused to leave abusive relationships because of the emotional and chemical bond that was created within the context of intimacy outside of marriage. You see, it's like when they begin to engage in intimacy, there's a pair of glasses, dark glasses that filter out some of the flaws of the other person. And they're no longer able to see them or they begin to justify some of those faults. Now, within the context of marriage, this could be somewhat of a gift. But outside of marriage, before trying a friendship, before knowing if a person is safe, committed, responsible, emotionally stable, this can be quite, quite dangerous, in fact. And so we'd often see women who wanted to leave the abuse of men in their lives, but couldn't get themselves to because of the emotional and chemical bond that had developed. So here's what we need to understand within the context of this story. This is why sex belongs in marriage. And just a reminder, I said it earlier, a little warning for young ears, but we'll try to keep it light with the conversation. So here are some of the chemicals that are released within the context of intimacy. Dopamine neuropinephrine, oxytocin, vasopressin, endorphins, and serotonin. You see, these chemicals do a number of things that we'll walk through here. But some of them have to do with making you alert and having a sharp sense of focus. You see, the dopamine gives you this sense of pleasure high. And it leaks, we could say, into your brain this idea to remember something and the fix that you had when you engaged in it. Norepinephrine tells the brain, prepare. Something is about to happen. Get ready. This is important. Oxytocin and vasopressin bind memories to the person or thing you're engaging with. Serotonin gives you this sense of calm and relaxation after. You see, intimacy works the way it was created to function, with your spouse alone. A spouse who you've gotten to know and you've discerned and made a commitment to for life. You see, sexual activity outside of marriage has led to drastic levels of depression. Rather than to the closeness of marriage and love and affirmation, which many are ultimately looking for. Go look at any college campus and the hookup culture that's occurring and talk to those young women the morning after. Look into their faces and you will see, again, that it's creating a culture of depression rather than that of closeness, which is sought out in marriage, love, and affirmation. You see, together within the context of intimacy, these chemicals that I've been talking about, you can experience a high sense of alertness or pleasure, a deep sense of calm afterward, 
This is the norepinephrine and the endorphins and serotonin working. With intimacy, you are emotionally bonding to this person through oxytocin and vasopressin. Over time, a craving for physical intimacy is actually transformed. It's transformed into a desire for one another. That's dopamine. You see, the human soul will only feel affirmed, safe, and excel with this incredible chemical cocktail if the relationship has the four goods of marriage that should be assented to when we marry. Because all these chemicals kicking in are great if it's within the context of marriage. It's going to help bond you to someone for life. It's going to help you stay connected to them, to let go of some of their faults, to feel affirmed, to feel peacefulness, to feel pleasure to create a new human life. All of these are incredible things. So this is why when we make those ascents to these four things, these four goods of marriage, it actually creates this affirmation in a safe place for you to excel as a human being within your marriage. Those four things that St. Augustine and the tradition of the church speaks of is that every marriage makes even within the vows themselves that are exchanged that you come to this marriage freely you're not being coerced you're freely choosing to love this person through good times and bad that you're totally giving yourself to this person and this person alone no extramarital affairs no side relationships no emotional relationships or even might i say visual relationships or emotional relationships with photos, videos, or even just colleagues in the workplace. Number three, you're called to be faithful, which also touches on that total dimension. You're totally giving yourself to one person. That faithfulness, that sense of permanence while on earth is so important. Isn't this what we long for? That affirmation that who I am not only is good, but who I am is enough. This is seen through your fidelity. And finally, that your love is fruitful. Yes, to be open to life, to have children, but also fruitfulness goes even further than that. Fruitfulness is not only this openness to life, but this growing of you together as a couple and how you engage with the world around you. You've heard it said before, we talk about marriage, and we also often like imagine these two people face-to-face and the sun set off in the distance. Well, in reality, marriage is more so side-by-side, taking on the challenges and joys of life. And from that, things are fruitful. Good things come. The church in the document Humana Vitae, wrote in, written by Pope Paul VI back in the 60s, really summarize this entire idea of marriage by saying that every sexual act needs to have two components. Every sexual act must be unitive, that is for the good of the spouses, just like being free, total, faithful, and fruitful is. And two, it needed to be procreative. The, if the unitive and the procreative dimension of intimacy are not present, there are damages that will be done to the soul, to the child that will be created. Because intimacy is for the good of the human persons, for the good of the marriage, for the pleasure, 
for the development of the relationship, but also oriented toward creating new life because your love should go beyond just you and your other person. It's not just your Shangri-La honeymoon phase. I keep thinking of the words of St. John Paul the Great in his catechesis series, Theology of the Body. He said, man, referring to humanity, must rediscover the lost fullness of his humanity and want to regain it. We must rediscover this lost fullness of humanity, of intimacy, and seek desperately to regain 